Happy New Year, everybody. Hope it is a happy new year, but I'm not sure. I'm just taking a look at, you know, the recent surveys, and that's what we're going to be talking about in this half hour. Uh, for example, here's one that just came out uh, from Felix, which is an online ment- uh, health platform. They deal with mental health, all kinds of things. But they did a survey, put out this late last month. One in four of the people that they asked said their mental health declines over the holidays. Many experience a very mixed bag of emotions and they say the most common issues that people present are depression and anxiety impacting 39 percent of canadians another thing and we can get into this because it's something that i think is pretty important we need to talk about it more uh 60 of the people who responded to this poll by felix said yeah they'd be in therapy they'd go to therapy more or start going to therapy if it were more affordable. So we know that mental health is something that we are starting to pay more attention to, which is good, Um, but we know the holidays are a tough time. So how do we get off on the right foot in 2023? We're going to get some expert advice. We're going to chat with Kim Cannell, who's a registered psychologist and owner of Courageous Leadership. Kim, thanks so much for joining us. appreciate your time. Yes, no problem. Good morning. Hey, before we get to 2023, let's talk about 2022. Uh, I think the last, I'd say, three years have probably been really, really tough to navigate. For I don't care who you are. You haven't gotten through the last three years unscathed. We've all had to deal with something. So where do you think people are as we head into 2023 in terms of overall mental health of Canadians? Are you seeing a lot of people that are really having a tough go right now? Yeah, I am. Uh, I think that we definitely depleted our resources, you know, over the last few years that, you know, the resilience that we had um, was tested for sure. And, you know, I think since our brains love certainty, I think the thing that really hit hard for us the most is how uncertain our world was. And even though our world is always uncertain. I think our brains kind of lull us into this sense of security when things kind of plot along as they always have. So then when major things happen in our world, either personally or, you know, globally, it really, it really puts it in our face that, you know, anything can happen at any time. And and we don't like that as a human species. We don't like uncertainty. (laughs) And then the fact, you know, like if something comes along really big and really calamitous and we deal with it and then we we have stable waters again for a little while, that's one thing, but we haven't had that break. It seems like it's just one thing after another. That's got to make the uncertainty, which as you say, we know is really, really difficult for us to handle. The fact that it never Mm -hmm. ends for the last three years, that can't be helpful either. Yeah, and I agree with you 100%. And I also see that people are starting to get better. We're starting to flex that resilience muscle where it's like, okay, this isn't going away. This isn't a one-time thing. This is clearly a muscle that we need to strengthen and, and get better at. And so I am seeing people being better able to deal with things and also be able to recognize, okay, there's some stuff in my life I've been avoiding for a really long time. It's time to just deal with it so it's not weighing me down anymore. When we talk about the holidays specifically, and we're just coming through them, so I imagine there's a lot of people that are in a really fragile state right now. What is it that brings out more stress and more anxiety and more depression? And we hear just one survey after another talking about Canadians and how much difficulty they face over the holidays. Why is that? 
Yeah, it's interesting. I see both in my practice. I see, you know, the holidays as a time of rest and renewal and gathering for people. But I also think that it can be, you know, a reminder of things we've lost in the year, too. So grief is a big thing that comes up. Family issues that, you know, haven't been addressed during the year seem to be a little more stressful at this time of year, right? So, and and honestly, I think that the biggest thing that stresses people out is this unrealistic expectation of what we think the holidays should be. And so we're too tired, we're too busy, we're spending too much money, we're too stressed. And then that really puts us in a, you know, kind of a losing situation when we, you know, have so much going on and we're trying to be happy and you're not feeling happy. And yeah, then we have these expectations that we're not meeting. Yeah. And then you go on social media and everybody that you know is sharing these wonderful pictures of the celebrations that they're at. Even though their lives may be total dumpster fires, they can still put together one good picture to make it look like everything's grand. That That's a big factor, too, isn't it? We all compare each other to what's happening with our friends and our family because we see it all the time now. Well, I think social media definitely highlights that. And our brains actually do that naturally anyway. Our brains tell us that no one else is experiencing what we're experiencing, that everybody else's lives look great and that we're the only ones that can't get it together or can't save money or can't lose weight or whatever it is. Right. And so, but that's not true. We don't, (laughs) our brains are lying to us. in those (laughs) Everybody has struggles. We just don't see them, but it feels like, you know, no one else has problems. Kim, can you hang on for just a sec? I'll take a quick break, and then we can talk about how to get people started off on the right foot for 2023. Absolutely. Excellent. Okay, we'll take a quick break. We're chatting with Kim Cannell, who is a registered psychologist and owner of Courageous Leadership. So, yeah, if you've been having a tough go, and hey, no shame in that. We all have. It's been crazy the past few years. How do we make sure we're getting started off on the right foot for 2023? We'll find out right after this. We're chatting with Kim Cannell, who is a registered psychologist and the owner of Courageous Leadership, about how crazy things have been for the past few years, how holidays often bring on more issues in terms of uh, negative mental health impact. So here we are. All that's behind us now. It's in the past, whether we like it or not, whether it went well or not, doesn't matter. Looking forward, heading into 2023, how can we turn things around if we feel we need to? And Kim, I guess that's a big question, right? Because at, at times it can all seem sort of overwhelming. It can be tough to just find a place to start, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, All of you know what to do, okay? I'm not going to go over it, but I'm going to give you some extra tips because, you know, we all know, you know, exercise, sleep, eating well, that's helpful. But why is it so hard? So let me give you some tips on that. Number one, I talked about the brain a little bit earlier. The brain doesn't like to be uncomfortable, and so any kind of change that we try and make in our life, our brain says, oh, no, 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 that's that's just way too hard. And it does, you know, we don't have to believe our thoughts because they're not always 100% true. And so, you know, if we think about, oh, I need to eat more vegetables or drink more water and or, you know, take a walk and our brain says, no, this is where we need to talk back to our brains and say, okay, it might feel uncomfortable for a second, but it actually in the long term does me good. And I'm actually happy when I do it. And so, you know, that's the first thing is addressing the thoughts that protest change in our lives. The second thing is 
and we often find this with New Year's resolutions, is we try and bite off more than we can chew. So our goals are too big, too fast. We have to actually take really small steps. So what's the one small thing you can think of doing to work towards your goal? Does it mean, you know, setting out a water bottle so you can drink more water in a day? Does it mean, you know, going for a 15-minute walk or even a five-minute walk? You don't have to join a gym necessarily. That's also good. Mm-hmm. But if you if it's too big of a goal, just do small things every day because they really, really do add up. Another piece that is really, really helpful is we can't underestimate the importance of gratitude in our lives. People think that great, you know, happy people are grateful, but it's actually the opposite. When we practice gratitude, it makes us happier because we have a negativity bias in our brain where we, you know, look for things that, you know, could hurt us or, or make us upset. I mean, our brains are scanning for threats in our environment and often our brain doesn't look for positive things. So if we try and retrain it with a gratitude practice, which is every day, just saying one, two or three things that you're grateful for, you can journal it, you can talk about it then your brain actually starts to look for more of the things that are positive in our lives that we're missing when we're not paying attention to it. You're talking about things that are practical and take practice, right? Mm-hmm. You've, got, you've got to sort of form new habits around self-talk, the way you talk to yourself, and the way you recognize the yeah. world that you're living in and, and focusing on the positive. It takes practice, right? It's, it's, a, it's a process. It does. It is, you know, and the best way that we can make this happen, but we don't always have to make the decision to do these things that are helpful for us. The best thing to do is to put it in some kind of routine, right? So if you have it in your calendar and you do it every day, then you don't have to think about it. So if every day after dinner, you go for, you know, walk around the block, that really adds up in terms of your health. And it doesn't take a lot of extra decision making power. So, you know, start small, do small things, but put it in a routine so that um, you're doing the same thing every day. And then it doesn't become a question as to whether or not you should do it. Um, what about asking for help, seeking help, getting some help? I mean, a lot of these things that, like mm-hmm. you're talking about are things you certainly can do on your own. Um, how much, mm-hmm. how important is it to make sure that you are reaching out for help when it's available? Yeah, you know, I always say to people, that you can do a lot of things on your own, but when you have support, when you've got even a professional involved, you'll just get it done that much faster Mm -hmm. because you don't have to go through the trial and error of what worked, what didn't work, how do I analyze that, how do I keep track of it? Someone in your corner can, especially a professional, can just help you get there you know, exponentially faster. So, I mean, whether it's a friend, a family member that supports you that you can kind of you know, um, bounce ideas off of, or like I say, a professional, go to a psychologist, go to a social worker, you know, talk about what you want to talk about. It's, it's really surprising. Even in my own life, I also have a therapist. It is always surprising to me how fast I come to new conclusions and new ideas about things once I talk it through with someone who knows what they're talking about. Um, as, as somebody who works in this industry, I, I was not surprised at all to read that 60% of respondents said they would go to therapy or go more if it were more affordable. How big of a barrier is cost mm-hmm. to mental health in our country? 
it is absolutely. And I think that a lot of companies are starting to get yeah, better are. at providing their mental health benefits. Yep. And so as big of a problem as you know, wait lists are, because we do have Alberta Health Services, we do have services like Momentum where you can pay what you can in Edmonton. Um, but a big thing I see in my practice is people aren't using all their benefits. I can't even tell you how many people called me in December saying, oh, I have 12 sessions. <laughs> I can't possibly <laughs> use all of them, but I want to get started, right? Like start using your benefits now. Most of them roll over in January. Yeah. So get get started on it and uh, you'll be surprised how much that can help you and how quickly that can help you um, if you just get going on it. I really do think so. Part of it is cost and part of it is also the stigma where we feel nervous or that we'll be judged yeah, by a mental sure. health professional if we'll go, if we, you know, talk about the things that are really happening. And I'm going to tell you, we are the least judgmental people. <laughs> we, we've talked to lots of people. We, we think people are the hardest on themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, and we're not, our job is not to add to it. Our job is to help you understand it so that you can figure it out and, you know, go about things a different way. So. And I can you second know. that. I, you, you've seen a bunch of us, and I've seen a bunch of you. And uh, you're right. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's I've never found it to be anything other than absolutely positive. So um, I really appreciate yeah. you being here today, Kim, and hopefully some people heed your advice and get started on a better 2023. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone. Like Andy's kid. <laughs> For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.